It's a life-changing message from the Royal House Chapel International, Ahimfi. Thank you that we are back for yet another Sunday. Thank you for being with us on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, and on Saturday. Thank you that you protected us. Every pit that was dug for us, we never fell into it. Thank you that you bless our going out and you bless our coming in. You bless the water you, we drank and you bless the food we ate. Thank you. I pray and I soak myself in the blood of Jesus. Give me an anointing that makes preaching a second service easy. Give me the strength and the energy. Heal a sick marriage here. And heal a relationship here. In the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus. And the people of the living God will shout a big amen. I didn't hear you. Our theme for this week is the beasts of Valentine. The beast of Valentine. The beast of Valentine, the beast is abbreviated B dot E dot um, A dot S dot T dot B B is what? Basic explanation and simple truth of Valentine. Everywhere I have been to, people have asked me, as Christians, do we need to celebrate Valentine? On Tuesday, we will find out. We will find out all about the truth of Valentine. We will find out whether it's important to celebrate Valentine or not. Whilst I am speaking... If any question drops, you can write it down. So, on Tuesday, you would ask me those questions. Those of you who were around last, last year, you saw that there were lots and lots of surprises. There could be surprises this year, I don't know. I don't know whether it might be first come, first serve. I don't know. Or a number under your chair, I don't know. I don't know what it might be like, but there's going to be surprises. And then last year, we dined before the Lord. We might dine again before the Lord this year. Amen. Today, my message is, go back to your first love. Why is A? I didn't say go back to your first boyfriend. Oh, go back to your first girlfriend. If it didn't work, it didn't work. Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. To the 
angel of the church of Ephesus writes, These things says he who holds the seven stars in the right hand, that is Jesus, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, walking in the church. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, say nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. This afternoon, the Lord is comparing Royal House Chapel to the church of Ephesus. Jesus is here this afternoon, walking through our service. He's walking among us like a watchman to see if all things are okay and to see if there's something wrong. He says, I know your works. I know your works. You are a hard-working church, Royal House Chapel. You are a busy-working church, Royal House Chapel. Our calendar as a church is full. Our members are busy in service. When we say week of the altar, we are there in our numbers. When we say convention of saints, we are there in our numbers. When we talk about men's camp meeting, royal ladies camp meeting, WMG camp meeting, we are there in our numbers. Choir rehearsals, ushers meeting, pillars of Christ, armor bearers, morning at the altar, hour of champions, we are there in our numbers. Royal Lady Saturday meeting. This coming Saturday, we are bring your basket party, and we'll be there in our numbers. Yesterday, WMG had leaders seminar, leaders retreat, and you were there in your numbers. We are a church that has not gone weary. With these activities. We are a committed church. And loyal to our apostle general. If he says we are fighting. Against the false prophets. We stand behind him. And we all fight. And support. When he says we are building. The oil dome. We are there with him. Where he says we are building city of Shiloh, we are there to support. But then, he comes to verse 4. 
of Revelation chapter 2. And he says, nevertheless, I have this against you. Say, nevertheless, I have this against you. That you have left your first love. I want to hear you. Nevertheless, I have this against you. That you have left your first love. I want you to say it alone. I want a husband here, a wife here, a parent here, a leader here, an individual here, an ordinary church member here to learn from Jesus. Before Jesus said, I have this against you, he first recommended us. He spoke about how well we work. He spoke about our deeds. He spoke about our works. He spoke about our loyalty. He spoke about our good deeds. He spoke, he recommended us. Listen to me, church. When somebody ministers here, and ministers at week of the altar, before you go, Saying the person didn't do well, at least recommend him first. If you know what it means to sit up and prepare for a sermon, anybody that stands here, you will clap for the person first before you say you didn't do well. While preaching, when you preach it, yet. You can mark people. You are husband here. Before you go, talking about the pepper and too much salt in the food. Talk about the energy she put in. The market she went to. She came back, washed, tidied up, took care of the children. Talk about that first. Then you can correct the mistake. You were a parent here. Go ahead. Jesus is teaching us something. Before, as a parent, you talk about the 40% in mathematics of your child. First talk about the English that she made 80%. After you've said she's done well, then you say, nevertheless. The Lord said he knows your works and labor. He knows you have persevered and you have patience. Nevertheless, I hold this against you. Just like Naaman, the Bible says he was a great and honorable man. In the eyes of his master, he was also a mighty man of valor. But, 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 but a leper. We are doing well as a church. But our marriages are leprous. 
We are doing well as a church. But our marriages are sick. We have left our first love. You have left your first love. The Greek word for left is A P H I E M I. A P H I E M I. Afi Yami. Which means to forsake. Which means to lay aside. Which means to omit. To send away. To leave. To leave alone. To neglect or abandon. To work, to walk away from. To put away. And to leave behind. This afternoon, I'll be talking to two categories of people. The first group of people are those who are married. The second group of people, those who are yet to marry. If you are not married yet, if I were you, I'll be making notes. So when I marry, I won't make the mistakes of those who are married now. Are we okay? Today, those who are married, some people marry for just a day. Others one month, one year, five years. They no longer love their spouses as they did when they first fell in love. This is because they have neglected or abandoned their first love. You have laid aside and put away your first love. Some of us have moved on and left our, love, our first love behind. Others have walked away from our first love to send away to send away. To send away means a husband that divorces the wife. That is why a lot of us are married. We are still married, though. We stay in the same room, though. We lie on the same bed, though. But yet we are divorced in the marriage. We get too busy with too many things and we've sent away our first love. You are not enjoying each other anymore. You are only enduring and tolerating each other. Tell somebody sitting by you, enjoy your marriage. If the person is not married, tell the person when you marry. You would enjoy your marriage. You won't endure your marriage. You won't tolerate your marriage. I bless you today. That when you marry, you will enjoy your marriage. I want to discuss with you things that make us lose our first love. Things that make us lose our first love. 
Why you lose? Why? Hey. Why you lose the love feeling? The feeling was there in the beginning. When you said, I do, the love feeling was there. When you propose, the love feeling was there. When you said yes, the love feeling was there. What happened to your first love? Number one, arguing about money. A lot of couples today are forever arguing about money. Anytime you see them quarreling, it's about money. And I want you to know, financial issues are one of the main reasons for divorces today. I ask young people, if I have been able to trust you with my life, I left my home. I left the comfort of my home. I left my parents. I left my siblings. And I decided to join together with you in holy matrimony. To an unknown destination with you. I have committed my life to you. I am saying from today, I am yours. If I can trust you with my life, ask somebody, what is money? Today we have become selfish and stingy in our relationships. Husbands, can decide to give to their girlfriends. And decide to give to other family members. Yet they won't give to their wives. Meanwhile, when they are sick, it's the wives who take care of them. You haven't reached that level yet. First service when I said this, the women were saying, yes! I know husbands that can go and donate to orphanages, yet their wives are hungry. Those men are not in royal house. Make sure that as you clap, you are not one of those. I know men that can do show outside. So they know that they are German. Yet, 
their wives will have to borrow to cook for them. I wish such men came to marry me. Are you here with me? I've shared this before, I think in one, that is how we made it in 30 years. I'm saying between my husband and I, we have been able to accomplish a lot. The house, the house we have, the cars we have, the furniture we have, everything we have, we've been able to do it because of the agreement when it comes to money. We practice what we call the 100%. 100% arrangement. I know for some of you, 100% doesn't work for you. Anytime you try the 100%, there's a quarrel. Anytime you try the 100%, one party feels cheated. So instead of the 100%, you can decide to practice the 50-50, where I bring 50 of my income, and you also bring 50 of your income. So the rest of the 50 is mine. Whether I want to use it for my nails, or my hair, or shoes, or whatever is my business. The rest of my 50, and then the rest of your 50 is put in account. That one becomes the project account. Where we can use that money to build a house. We can use that money to buy a car. We can use that money to do something. Some people also practice the 60-40. Where the man brings 60, the woman brings 40. Or 80-20. Why a? You didn't even wait for me to finish. 80-20, depending on who receives the highest salary. That one you said. Sometimes the women have better jobs. And this is all an agreement. If I were you, and my wife's job, or her salary is more than mine, two times more than mine, three times more than mine, if I were you, when I receive my salary, I give everything to my wife. You people don't know the secrets. Listen, there's no way a woman would see you go hungry. There's no way a woman would see you walk to work. There's no way a woman would see your petrol tank empty. So you, you have given your money to her, everything. Are you listening? You wake up in the morning, you are waiting for breakfast. In the afternoon, you are waiting for lunch. In the evening, you are waiting for supper. You are going to work. You collect money from her. Listen. And psychologically, in the mind of the woman, oh, my husband is good. I saw my husband. He brings me all of his money. 
And that's what happened to us when we got mar- married. My husband was working at the ministries with non-formal education. His salary was nothing to write home about. And I was working in the bank. At the time, my salary was about five, six times more than his. Now I understand. Then I didn't understand. But now I understand that because his money was small, he gave it to me. Please don't tell him. At the time, he didn't have a bank account. So every salary of his, every money of his, went into my my account. And being a good wife as I was, since he had a many at you, I would never take any password from the account, even my own salary, I would never take a password unless I've asked permission from him. So that's the way we started it. That's the way we started it and it's remained the same. There's a place he places money. And everybody goes into it. Mawena goes into it. Everybody goes into that drawer. It doesn't matter how much he's asleep. Even when he's snoring. And you open that drawer. Then you open his eyes like this. Anytime he opens his eyes, I say sleep sleep but that's the way it is like listen carefully in placing your monies together whether 80 20 whether 60 20 a 60 40 or 50 50 or 100 percent the one who is judicious with money is the one that keeps the family accounts between my husband and i he's very good with taking care of money he knows his balance from America to UK to Ghana. He knows it to the persuas. That is why when you give him his money, you give him your money in terms of um, offering, in terms of tithe, in terms of pledges. Please go and sleep. He will take very good care of your money. So between the two of us, he's very good with keeping money. My children have never been sacked. Home for school fees. We've never lacked. There's always food at home. If I was the one keeping the money, trust me. Almost every week, I'm buying new flowers. Are you with me? Number two. Number two, neglecting your partner. Number two, neglecting your partner. Why you have lost your first love. Why you have lost the love feeling. Neglecting your partner. You don't have sex often. Or you don't have sex anymore. 
You are in your 20s. You are in your early 30s. And you haven't had sex for six months. Please, I need a doctor for you. I should come again. Six months. Oh, how? Come to my office. Come and see the things written on my wall. Six months. In their 20s. They are married. In their early 30s. They have stopped meeting each other's expectations. They have stopped meeting each other's needs. The day they decide to have sex is dry. It's boring. There's no fun. There's no enjoyment. Chief Ape. for your partner. It's like she doesn't exist any longer. Neglecting your partner. I was saying during the first service, you people don't have that problem. You people don't have, but assuming you do. You finish J. J. HS, is that it? Or you finish SSS. That was your level. So you went for somebody your level at the time. Home wasn't good. So after JHS, you didn't continue. Or after SSS, you didn't continue. You got a job and got married. But some way, somehow, you have improved yourself. Make sure that whilst you are improving yourself, you carry your husband along or you carry your wife along. Don't leave her at the level you left her or don't leave her at the level you met her. Is somebody listening to me? Because otherwise, you find yourself there and she there. You are not on the same page. You are not on the same level. Trust me, the first love will vanish. Is somebody listening to me? Number three, letting yourself go physically. And I hope those who are not married are listening. Make notes. It will help you tomorrow. If you are not married for now, your husband is Jesus. Find out. Why are you smiling? Find out what is the relationship like with Jesus. And every point you can compare, arguing about money. You come to church. The Lord is asking you to give 20. 
They are doing an altar call for money, thousand Ghana cities. And the Lord is asking you to go forward because he has something he wants to do with you. You sit down and you start arguing. Week of the altar, I gave plenty. I've given a... Now we've gone for Royal Ladies Executive Conference. First speaker, asked to give. Second speaker, giving. Third speaker, giving. You are arguing with, with your boyfriend. You are arguing with your husband. Number two, neglecting your partner. You are neglecting Jesus. Jesus is waking up to have fellowship with you. To have communion with you. To have contact with you. And you are sleeping. You will lose your first love. Number three. Letting yourself go physically. We get so comfortable in the marriage. And in the relationship. That we don't care what we wear any longer. Very soon. I'm going to bring a, how do you call that thing? A, um, not a drone. Such lights. Into your homes to find out how you dress in your house. You wear the same house dress for six months. Same house dress. When it's washed, you change. Hey, when it has to be washed, you change. Once it's washed, you jump into the same dress. Covenant dress. You do your hair nicely. You go and braid your hair. Do some nice rasta. 24-7 in the house, you've tied it. Who must enjoy your hair? Rather when you are going out, then you remove it. Who is enjoying your hair? Your husband is not enjoying your hair. Outsiders are enjoying your hair. Meanwhile, when it comes to the other side, the Ishmaelites, when they are going out, they tie their hair. They cover everything. You can only see their eyes. Nobody must admire them. When they get home, they remove everything so their husbands can enjoy them. Is somebody listening to me? You don't care the kind of panties you wear. Your panties is stone. Your nighty is stone. You don't care how your bedroom looks like. I'm telling you, if your bedroom is, is untidy, you will lose your first love. The man comes home and, you know, everything is... Or the woman comes home and everything is. As much as I can, I keep my bedroom well. My husband enters into the bedroom, sees the plants in the bedroom alone, the flowers in my bedroom, and he's turned on. Are we here or we've gone home? The men. 
A lot of us keep unhealthy habits. Chasing after women. Drinking and smoking. Some time ago, these things were forbidden in the pulpits. We weren't talking about these things in church. But these days, we pastor a lot of unbelievers. Unbelievers that when they don't change, will go to hell. And I tell Christians these days, if we are not careful, the charismatics will go to hell and the orthodox people will go to heaven. They are beginning to respect and value their relationship with Jesus more than we are doing. People don't care coming to church. They are married and yet they have wives. And they have girlfriends. I don't know how you do it. And they will come on Sunday and come and kneel on the altar. I don't know what they are telling God. I want you to know that these things push our partners away. They bring a negative effect on our relationship. Let's not be too familiar with one another. In 33 years in marriage, I have tried not to be too familiar. Because familiarity breeds contempt. Is somebody here? At 33 years in marriage, how do you find me? You are not married. You are already looking like a grandmother. Is somebody here? You've left yourself. You've grown so fat. No dieting. No gymming. No exercise. I don't lay is passing. You will buy. Condensed milk toffee. You will buy. 6 a.m. You are eating um, wache. 10 p.m. You are eating fufu. Is somebody here with me? Number four. Things that hold us. From having the feeling of love. Unforgiveness. Holding grudges. Harboring anger. Learn to forgive. As long as we are human beings, you would offend one another. When you forgive, let go of the grudge. And let the anger leave your heart. Deal with the problems directly from a matured and, and an open stance. Is somebody listening to me? Learn to talk about issues when they arise. Don't bottle up. And stay in the relationship. You don't like things in the relationship and you are hooing and hooing and hooing and people are dying. 
Are we here? Don't get into the habit of swallowing things all the time. Swallowing bitter pills. If you die today, the man will marry another one. And they saw something very funny. I don't know if somebody have, has noticed. Or it's just me. All the men. All the men. Who lost their wives. Through death. Chief Ape. Pastor Nanayao. You watch Royal House. All of them, when they are marrying again, they go for women outside the country. Watch. They go for women overseas. Me, I won't die. You are too young to die. Some time ago, before you hear that a wife is dead, she's in her 60s, 70s, 80s. These days, 20, they are dying. Because they have harbored too much nonsense. I was saying on Joy FM, if there's something I don't like, I call my husband for a meeting. He will sit down, we will talk. If he refuses to talk, I will close the door. He won't go out, we will talk. When there's something he doesn't like, he would also call me for a meeting. We sit down as two mature people. We sit down as two born again and we talk about it. So I never come to church with a grudge inside of me. I never come to church with bitterness inside of me. When I come to church and I'm crying, I am crying because I am in love with the Lord. When I come to church and I'm crying, I am crying because the Lord has done something for me. I am not crying because I am not happy in my marriage. Some of you, when you come to the altar, we can tell. When you quarreled yesterday, or you quarreled this morning, or the man didn't give you money, or the man beat you up, or we can tell. Are you here? Please learn to forgive. Number five, do not disrespect your spouse in public. Everybody say it. Do not disrespect. I want to hear you. Do not disrespect your spouse in public. Do not disrespect. Say it. Do not disrespect your spouse in public. Listen carefully. Don't raise your voice at each other. When you are in public, stop embarrassing her before people. 
the young, beautiful lady you married has started getting wrinkles. At 30, she started wrinkling because she's not happy. You are forever embarrassing her before people. Screaming and shouting at her before people. Talking to her anyhow before people. She's become timid. She's lost her confidence. And some of the ladies are also doing the same. My darling, there's a woman in the Bible called Vashiti. I want you to hear well. She lost her throne. Lost her kingdom. Lost her position. Lost her image. Because of disrespect. Every woman, every man who has a beautiful wife like me. Me, I believe myself. I have comfy. I don't allow anybody to praise me. I like it when you praise me. But before you praise me, I would have praised myself. Like an adromo. So any man that has a beautiful wife would want to display the beauty of the wife. I mean, every, every man loves, you know, unless your wife is not beautiful and she's a tree. When your wife is beautiful, especially as a man of God, and you go out, and you invite her to bring greetings. When the woman is not beautiful, I came here with my wife, honey wave. I was sharing this joke in first service. Mama Faye said, it doesn't matter the month. She could have come for royal ladies camp meeting in June. In December, she goes to church and she's looking beautiful. Then Reverend Yanni will call her out of the crowd. Bring greetings on behalf of royal ladies. <laughs> when is in December? She came for camp in June. What greetings again from royal ladies? Because she's looking beautiful. So women, I'm showing you one of the secrets. Pastor's wife, young pastor's wife, this is for free. If you go out with your husband and you are looking good, you will bring greetings. If you are not looking good, you will wave. Listen. So the queen was invited to come and greet the guests. The king was holding a banquet and wanted to display the beauty of his wife. The queen sent the messengers to come and tell the king, I'm not coming. The king hurt the king. 
gathered the wise men in the town, the elders in the town, and said, what should I do? And this is what the elders said. They said, if you don't do something drastic, if you don't do something serious, all our wives, all our wives, all the women will say the queen was disrespectful to the king. So we can also do the same. My darling, if you want to lose your throne, you want to lose your name, you want to lose your position, you want to lose your image, continue to be disrespectful, continue to wash your dirty linen in public, continue to argue in public, Continue to say nasty things to each other in public and continue to insult each other in public. As long as you continue to do that, there will never be the love, the first love for each other. If you are clapping, clap well. Number six. Why we are losing our first love? Because we are always tired. We are always tired. Fatigue. We are too tired to have fun. It's all work, work, work. It's a long time I saw a worry and Ludu in homes. Jesus says, I know your works and your deeds. You work long and you work hard. You never make time together as a couple and as a family. You never go out to watch films. You never go out to watch drama. The next time you hear about Ebo White, it's not expensive. Please go and watch. Tell somebody, go and watch. When was the last time you went out for a date? At your age. You don't go out for a date. But listen to me. For those who are courting, I hear some of the ladies are having problems with their, uh, with their, how do you call them? Courting partners. Reverend Agri, when they say they are going for a date, the man will say, let's come to church and pray at the altar. My darling, it's good, though. Are you listening? It's good. A man who during courtship enjoys too much fun, when you get married, will leave you with the children and still have fun. A man that knows how to come to the altar with you, to court at the altar, to pray at the altar, 
my darling, during marriage will be the best of husbands. But the royal house men too, you are too boring. You go to power sports. Are you here? Are the young ladies here? Listen carefully to me. Don't look are the men with the eye of today and miss good men in your life. The men of today might look too audacious. Might look too crefay, my look too born again. At the time I met my husband, it was like that. We never went out watching films. There was nothing like drama. There was nothing like play. It was all night, retreat, fasting, Bible studies. Today, I am married to the best of men. My friends who wanted fun and fun and fun and fun today have regretted. They are married. They are sitting at home with their wives. They are sitting at home with their children. And the men have become playboys. A young lady came to me. She's here sitting, listening to me now came to me and said, Mommy, I am confused. She said, two men have come to me. And I'm confused which of the men I should say yes to. I said, why? said, oh, one of the guys is my kind of man. Listen before you judge. One of the guys is my kind of man. He will call me in the morning and say, I love you. Call me in the night and say, I love you. Good night. will pick me up after work and will go for ice cream and popcorn. He will pick me up on Sunday afternoons and we will walk by the sea. She said, Mama Rita, I feel very relaxed when I am with him. 
I said, what about the other guy? Mama Rita. It's prayer. Bible. Quiet time. Don't wear this dress. The dress is too tight. I don't like this lipstick. I don't like this makeup. He invites me for a day out. He says, let me pass through church. I'm coming for something at church. Miss Deacons washing communion cups and says we must join and wash the communion cups. She said, mommy, with all my dress and my heel and my makeup and everything, we ended up washing communion cups and we didn't go out. I said, I asked her, do you want me to make a choice? She said, yes, mommy. I said, go for the one that will wash communion cups. She listened to me. Stopped with the other guy. Married the boring one. Listen, ladies. First five, first year of the marriage wasn't too easy because the man is still like that. I don't want you to wear um, nails. I don't want you to paint your nails. I don't like this makeup. I today she's enjoying the marriage the man is enjoying the marriage love root in royal house chapel is somebody listening to me ladies stop saying my sons are boring they are not boring they are only boring today tomorrow they will make you happy I've forgotten your first name. Jo- Pastor Joshua, is your wife not enjoying? Make time for each other. Make time to go out. Make time to relax. There's something that um, is Pastor Papa here. There's something that Pastor Papa and a few of the WMG guys have been doing. They planned a weekend. And then they all go as couples. Sometimes they go with their children. Sometimes just husband and wife, husband and wife. Sometimes five of them, six of them, seven of them. Pastor D is part of it. Uh, Pastor Maslino is part of it. Chief Appel is part of it. Who? Pastor Nat is part of it. And they go away from home. They book a hotel for a whole weekend. Go and have fun and come back. The Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. As they gather, if one husband holds 
the hand of the wife and you don't do it. Common sense tells you you must learn. Are you listening? I was saying to the first service people, listen carefully. If you don't have money to rent a hotel, to go to a hotel, couples can come together and say this weekend, we are spending the weekend with you in your home. We are cooking together. We are eating together. Trust me, by the weekend, by the time the weekend is over, you would have learned something. You would have been a better husband. You would have been a better wife. You would have enjoyed. You would have prayed. You would have fellowshiped. You would have studied the Bible. You would have learned something from somebody before you come home. Would you do this for me? But you people, it's a long time you went out. You are planning something strategic. Number seven, I'll be done soon. You've stopped touching each other outside sex. You have stopped touching each other outside sex. In other words, you only touch each other during sex. And it's not creating fun. It's not creating togetherness. Pastor Nanaya, please come. Somebody says touch screen. Touch screen. You've started, you've stopped giving each other hugs. You've stopped holding your hands together. When you got married, we saw you. During worship, I see you holding hands together. When the word is being preached, I see you holding your hands together. Now there's nothing like that. When you even sit down watching television, one person says, You sit at Gulf of Guinea. If you want to live long, if you want to live a stress-free life, learn how to touch. When your husband is there, give him a rub on the shoulders. Is he sleeping? massage his head is he sleeping listen to me men you too when they are doing that for you relax so you can be pampered ah what are you doing
Who says I want my hair to be massaged? Kurasini, Kurasini, Bushman. Tell somebody, go home. The man, the woman is playing with you small. Hit your bottle small. Respect the anointing. Respect the anointing. The lady. The man wants to touch you small. Touches your bottle small. Stop touching my bottles. Stop touching my bottles. I asked you for money. You didn't give me. Stop. You are too bush. You are too bush. Tell the person who you crossing it, Dodo. It's the touching that brings the money. Come and ask me. Let me tell you. Somebody here with me. Please. This is where we can have fun. If you are a young couple here. And you can't have fun. You are sick. You don't know how to laugh in your relationship. You are sick. You don't know how to joke in your relationship. You are sick. Why have you lost that feeling of love? My last and then I'll conclude. More. Come on Tuesday for more. Lack of communication. Lack of communication. Communication, lack of communication is when you stop talking. We need to take time to relate to our partners. It's important to open up and share. As you talk, you get more connected. As you talk, you get to know your spouse more. As you talk, you get closer. I get surprised when young people can chat. Your husband is not taking you out. Because when you go, you don't talk. How can you not know what to talk about? Eh? I'm coming there. Now the phone has become your chatting partner. You go out and instead of talking, you are testing. Instead of talking, you are WhatsApping. Instead of watching each other in their eye, your eyes are forever on your phones. My darling, you will not build your relationship up. 
Yet you are only two years in marriage. You are three years in marriage. You are three and a half years in marriage. You are three, three quarters in marriage. My darling, by the time you are ten years in marriage, you would have lost it all. Is somebody listening to me? You must connect throughout the day. He goes to work, you go to work. During the day, you must call each other about 20 times. Or WhatsApp about 20 times. Honey, are you okay? My husband traveled when? I think last week, Tuesday. Or Monday. He traveled on Monday. Immediately he arrived. He sent me a message. I'm missing you already. Ah, have you used some of the Shiloh water? <laughs> Are you here? Get used to calling each other during the day. Don't wait to... Don't wait to come home at 10 before you start talking. My husband and I, when we are not in the house, or he's in the house and I'm not, before he comes home, he would have called me three, four, five, sometimes ten times already. If I travel, or I go and minister out and we get home, I'm dead. Why? Because every sermon he preached, he will preach the same sermon to me. The introduction, the what? The, even when I want to sleep, they are preaching to me. Have you been blessed? Listen carefully. If you've been married for one year, two years, five years, and your partner is not your gossiping partner, then you have a problem. If he's not or she's not the one you share your secrets with, then you have a problem. My children will tell me things and tell me not to tell their father. Sometimes I don't intentionally do it. By the time I realized, these days I'm trying, I try very hard. I have to hold my mouth, sew my mouth, glue my mouth. But that's what relationship is supposed to be like. Instead of gossiping with somebody else, gossip with your husband. Instead of gossiping with somebody else, gossip with your wife. In conclusion... Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly. And remove your lamp stand from its place. Unless you repent. Three hours. Three hours. Remember, repent and remove. 
and they repent. The Bible mentions it twice. Remember what it was like when you first fell in love with each other. Remember what it was like when you proposed to her. Remember what it was like when you said yes to him. Remember what it was like when you couldn't go to bed unless you had heard his voice. Remember what it was like when you couldn't go to bed unless she had said good night. Remember. The Bible says don't only remember but repent. Repent means change. Everybody say change. Do whatever is necessary and possible to get back your love. Don't say it's lost. Don't say it is too late. My darling, you can do it. Say, I can do it. Say, I can do it. Repent and do the things you did at first. Go back to the days of writing love notes to each other. Go back to the days of writing love letters to each other. Go back to the days of bathing together. Go back to the days of eating together. Go back to the days of going for walks. The days where you will go to the beach, remove your shoes, and walk barefooted on the seashore. Go back to it. Go back to the days of giving Valentine, birthday, and Christmas presents. Go back to the days of sitting down together, doing nothing, and just staring at each other, and staring and looking into your eyes. We need to go back to the days of speaking politely to each other. We need to go back to the days of saying please and thank you to each other. Let's go back to the days when he was your king and to the days when she was your queen. To the days when he didn't make mistakes and she didn't make mistakes. Where you loved him or her unconditionally. And the last hour, the Bible says, if you don't do the first hour, what is the first hour? I want to hear you. And the second. If you don't remember. You don't remember the things that you used to do. That used to rekindle your love. If you don't repent. If you don't change. The Bible says. He will remove the lampstand. From his place. In removing, in removing the lampstand. He will remove the light around you. He will make you cease as a marriage couple. And your children will be scattered. 
remove the edge and covering around you. You will not flourish. Whatever that makes us too busy. Whatever that makes us too busy. To repair our marriage. To work on our marriage. If it's the children, he will take it away from us. If it's job, he will take it away from us. If it's our parents, he will take it away from us. If it is our siblings, he will take it from us. Remember, repent. And as long as you remember and you repent, he won't remove the lampstand away from us. God bless you. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copy of this and any other life-changing CD, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you.